I'm Ari. I'm Nick. And call me Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Welcome to a very... Because oh, Mank, uh, it's like his name shorter. Oh, uh, okay. I get it now. Yes. Damn. Yes. Sometimes, dude, this... this I'm on like yeah. 20 planes of an existence above <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know, I would I would have laughed and understood it more, but it is the morning, which makes this a very special episode because it might be one of the only ones we filmed in the yeah, morning. Yeah, this is the earliest one we've ever recorded or the latest, yeah. depending yeah. on your sexual preference. But what's preference. not new is us breaking our promise of what we watched because this time we are not going to review for your consideration. However, we are going to review Mank for the one hundredth film on the postponed podcast. Mm-hmm. Round of applause, lads. Yeah, we did it. We made it. Woo! Triple but we digits. are we are gonna do for your consideration in the next episode. It's not like we're just in, mixing yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. We, we'll get to it. At we some just point. we just you know it's been a busy week here, lads. I've been filming this weekend, doing stuff. I'm so tired. You have been this weekend. It's not even started, Nick. Uh, I'm a time traveler. Um, Damn, nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, first off. I know you guys hinted, but how are y'all doing recently? How y'all been? I'm alright, Ari. Uh, when, fun fact, when we were filming yesterday, no one told me that it would be an inside location with three cats. So my allergies kicked in and I died. Uh, so I'm I'm coming off a NyQuil high, I think. Uh, ah. Or oh, no. should I say a NyQuil low, because goddamn, I was in pain last night. But wow. I feel all right this morning. That's some real That's yeah, some real mank it. energy right there, Nick. I, I'm running the mank mm-hmm. energy, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm big chilling, Ari. Um, I was going to say that I just finished a video game this week, but, like, y'all don't care, so. Um, uh, I might do. I played Chrono Trigger. For the first time i've never heard of, oh i've heard of this yeah. i might have heard of it yeah it's an old game it's an old game okay an oldie but an all righty as i would hey. say yeah well speaking of all rights we're gonna get into the news and the first movie news that i have for you guys is one regarding the old streaming platform netflix hey so a little update on netflix recently it's losing share. I mean, all the streaming companies are growing because of uh, how everyone's been inside, but since the beginning of 2020, it lost about 9% of market share, where it used to have 29, now it has about 20. Uh-huh. So I think this is fantastic news because I like seeing other streaming sites, and I was really into Hulu until they started making me share my location with them before I can watch anything. So, and I can't even. Chrome is like won't let me do it, and it's being so annoying, and I can't watch Family Guy, so fuck Hulu. <laughs> but other than that, like I, I'm happy that there's it's, it's a mixed bag because I don't like having to pay for a bunch of streaming things, and I don't like there being a lot of them. But I mean, it adds competition. Yeah, variety before Netflix is can just kind of coast. The salt of something. What are you saying? <laughs> I said variety is the spice of life. It's good to have a lot of different yes, streaming yes. services around. I just hope it doesn't become cable, which it might do. Uh-huh. Bundling all the fucking services. Yeah, it's cool. Does like I feel like has Netflix come out with good movies lately? I mean, maybe Mink. We'll see about that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one um, got nominated for Wesley. You're forgetting the classic film Kissing Booth too. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. No, because I'm thinking like you know HBO Max. Uh, maybe this is a segue into a later news topic, but like you know, they're doing the every movie a month thing, and while those would be coming out in theaters normally, um, at least those are like you know, kind of quality movies. But like Netflix, I can't think of like many things that they're putting out that it, it's like oh. Well, look, I got a list here of 
of Netflix original films from this year alone. Mm-hmm. And it's... Good God, it's like, long. It was like Chicago... Well, yeah, they came out with like a, a shit ton. No, no, no. I mean, like, 2021, the list is maybe 30 oh. or 40. Well, yeah, I think they said they won, Damn. like, every weekend. Hey, wait. The, every week. There's the, another To All the Boys that came out. Really? There's a third one. Yeah, it came out in February. <laughs> well, we best I get mean, on no, it, No Centennial movies, you know, they, they practically sell themselves. To Netflix <laughs> credit, something they are doing is they are managing to get out a good number of like foreign films so i'm there's like some dutch things in here there's a couple of hindi films there's a lot of indonesian films on this list some korean they're they're kind of going through some other languages so at least someone somewhere in the world might say hey that netflix movie was pretty good Mm -hmm. um i don't know if we can say that we'll find out but find out yeah yeah they're coming out with stuff yeah well speaking of um movies uh, <laughs> the UK, they did it. The UK, they did a little, did a little poll, and they found that fifty nine percent of respondents, survey goers, uh, cited the cinema as their most missed out of home entertainment activity. Um, Ooh. that's kind of a lot. I want, I want, I want the statistical breakdown of this. Who did they survey? Because fifty nine percent, like, I don't know, man. Like, I like, I like going to the movies, but is that my most missed thing? Like, they surveyed a hundred studio executives. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I don't know. I probably miss like going out to restaurants more than uh than like going to movies. But you know, to each their own. Um, Maybe and there's so, a cultural difference there. I mean, UK restaurants. Oh, oh yes, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> English food. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know what the uh, what the status is in England. I don't know what. Maybe they are allowed to eat in restaurants. Like, we have indoor think, dining in San Diego now. Yeah, I know. We have indoor dining, too. But I think it's more locked down there, uh, at least based off of the CGP Grey videos um, that I've seen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, further down the article, we see that 40% of audiences are planning to return to the theaters within the first few weeks of reopening and 36% or additional 36% within the first couple of months. Now, you might ask me, when are theaters reopening, Wes? And to that I say, April 12th, not really, because that's drive-in theaters. Uh, actual theaters, oh. indoor theaters, are going to open on May 17th. So, why don't uh, they have drive-ins already? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's why the number is so high, is because they don't even have the option to do drive-ins and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know where the demand is, but yeah, I mean, like, you can do drive-ins. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> um, you can also buy a disc. I mean, it's a thing. A disc? You, you may have heard like of that. Physical, like a uh, physical <laughs> circle. Yeah, like a circle. You stick it in a square, and it makes like, like you put in the X movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like a PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. We're, that was our boomer segment. You know? Yeah. We're just yeah. trying to appeal to every demographic. <laughs> of course, of course. This is the four quadrant podcast yeah. right here. I used to watch mm-hmm. Lords of Arabia on a floppy disk. I don't know. Damn! <laughs> I used to watch it on what is it? Just a rotoscope. Hundred floppy disks. Is it a rotoscope? What are those things that like you look at and oh. the horse is like riding? You know, like, like... a zoopraxiscope. Yeah, you yeah. spin spin around those little things. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, never... five star word. Yeah, yeah. A zoopraxiscope. I it's in the history of film. There's been many types of projectors. Zoopraxiscopes are the ones you spin around and it'll be a little pinhole that you look through and a picture of a horse. Or mm-hmm. some other creature, usually. That's the one I had. Will spin around. So there's a disc just with 
images that are like one frame apart oh. printed around it. Uh, th- there's probably a non-fancy word for it. It's probably called a spinny winny or something. Um, that's what they <laughs> call it in England. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a shame that movies these days are called movies with moving picture instead of like spinnies, you know, or spinny winnies. <laughs> spinnies. Um, yeah. Last part, of the, the spinnies, last part of this love. article, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, the UK uh, had a brief period in between lockdowns in 2020 um, where theaters were open for a brief period. And the survey found that 93% of cinema goers um, returned in, and enjoyed an overwhelmingly positive experience, and 99% were satisfied with the health and safety measures at their local cinema. So that's wild. Yeah, good job to the local cinemas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have like one permanent listener in the UK. Oh, really? So I'm terribly sorry if we've just scared them off, but yeah, I think mm. I think we did. We have one in like that region. So, what yeah. do you mean that region? Like, I don't know. Maybe they're in Scotland. Who knows? That's part uh, of the UK, though. Uh, <laughs> Nick, don't dig yeah. the hole bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, well, I have some pieces of news here. Um, they're kind of... There's two of them. They kind of go back to back. One of them is very positive. One of this is the same thing, but negative, I would argue. The first thing I've got here is Italy has abolished film censorship. So since 1913, there's been an act allowing the Italian government Let's to go. censor, to censor films, whatever, whatever, however they please. Let's right? go. Uh, some big names have been censored over the year. Uh, Pier Paolo Pasolini has been frequent. Just the names? Well, the names are big. The movies are big. But also, I don't think you've heard of the movies, so I'm not okay. going to read the movies. But um, some big directors have been censored over time just because... Like, there's a film called Solo. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's kind of fuck. Um, that was, like, heavily censored. Uh, Last Tango in Paris was heavily censored. Basically, the Italian government has always reserved the right to just kind of do whatever they want. Um, and they've, they've stopped doing that now. But it seems, at least the article implies, it might even be not just censorship, like like cutting things out, but censorship as in putting ratings on distributors now get to just self-classify like they can decide what what rating their movie is going to get which i i think i think is a fine system um there they have a a set age bracket whatever that means um i guess the way things work there is you know if your movie gets a 14 you can see it if you're 12 if you have a parent with you you know um, okay. I, I don't know if studios are gonna kind of be sneaky and just make everything, like, six plus, but I guess you, you gotta kind of keep in mind, like, the rating does affect the type of person who will see it, you know, like, not everyone's gonna go see a G movie in theaters, not everyone wants to see an R-rated movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, I, I don't know, I think this is an alright idea, um, I, I don't know that much about it, but maybe it'll work, you know? Yeah, um, I, I like it. Odd system. Yeah, I I do like the idea of self like self regulating. You know, just being like, hey, twelve year olds, come see our film. You know. <laughs> uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. I I'll have to wait and see to see. Yeah. How that yeah. Works yeah. Out. We'll see. Cause yeah, like twelve is twelve year old Ari gonna be scarred from seeing Possession in theaters because it was advertised as a twelve year old film? I don't know. Because it might add a third step where you have to like check out you know what the ratings are on a third platform you know from like other people who have seen it 
Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's also that website like where you know you know what I'm talking about where like parents talk about is this movie safe yeah, for kids sense. and they're like, oh well, like at this scene, some extra in the background smokes a cigarette. So uh... my, my favorite part of common sense is that there's like there's an ability for parents to say what age, and then there's a different to say kids recommended age, and the best part is when the kids age is higher. Like, you'll go on, like, Barney, and, like, little trolls have said, no one should ever watch this, 18 plus. Uh-huh. So Barney's, like, 2 plus for for kid, for adults, and then, like, 18 and up for kids. <laughs> um, That's kind of funny. There's some data here that, that says the number of films that have been, like, 274 Italian films since 1944 have been banned in the country, and over 10,000 have been forced to cut scenes to some extent. So I'm I'm all for anti censorship. I'm all for yeah. just doing whatever you want, especially if you're making a movie. Mm-hmm. So I think this is good. However, in China, um, they're doing something a little different. The Chinese Film Authority has ordered all cinemas to screen propaganda films at least twice a week. <laughs> so oh, I'm sure I'm sure they I'm sure they phrased it like that too. Uh huh. <laughs> They were like, screw you, Upton Sinclair. <laughs> the the specific phrasing that they've gone with is they're promoting films that are outstanding. Um, mm. And they're making sure that film authorities in every province, region, and municipality, every film and cinema company, and every production firm screens and promotes the outstanding films to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Communist Party starting April 1st. These works are closely focused on the themes of loving the party, loving the nation, and loving socialism, and singing the praises of and eulogizing the party, the motherland, its people, and heroes. And you're going to tell me that's propaganda. Are you heartless? Oh, Come on, I mate. mean, that's just... It's a celebration, man. That's a... Yeah. yeah. It's a birthday party. It's about love. There's a list of 12 approved films, um, uh, a couple of them from the 50s. Like, it seems like they are picking whatever... The Chinese equivalent of a classic is, you know, um, and it's a propaganda classic. Yeah, all of the names kind of imply these are all war films because they're all about like soldiers and battles and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, if you're a theater, you got to play two of these films. No, when thing. they say they have to promote them, because like you know, you could just play them. Like you don't have to force people to show up. What, what do they mean by that? Like, they have to be like, this is our, this is on our biggest theater, our biggest screen. Oh, no. Okay, so it says that cinemas must guarantee not only that they are programmed, but that they are well attended. So yeah, they do have to push these tickets onto people. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's... That's a the little cinema, sketch. The, the theaters are going to be that's like... That's real sketch. Yeah, the theaters are going to be like paying people to watch it or something. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, also like for the theaters, they kind of want to promote them probably because that's money they're not making. That's a screen that they're not using for fucking... Well, why would they be motivated by profit if the goal is to celebrate the glorious history of China? Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> we all share the... Motivated poverty. by... Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it seems that... Um, this is just for this year, just because they're celebrating the 100th anniversary or whatever. So by the end of the year, they'll s- probably stop. That's the plan anyway. Um, I mean, this is our 100th movie. We should do the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. we should force every <laughs> Pwn listener to, to listen, to watch the entirety of Mank. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's an, that's an interesting one. Um, I Dude, will not follow this... this story in future because I don't care, but... 
it is interesting, interesting to think about because he doesn't want to be killed by the chinese government yeah if you're listening china i'm not in china please leave me alone um <laughs> Yeah. yeah well back back to the italy thing though something i was thinking is like you think that like a lot of these movies are going to get re-releases like are these like big big movies that they didn't get um look okay Good question there are i'm sure there are big movies that got censored but it does seem like the ones that got outright banned are a little more sk- like things like possession uh-huh. last tango in paris has possibly an actual rape in it like solo is kind of a messed up film like if if ari didn't like possession solo is a movie i think he'd actually hunt me down for recommending so i don't intend to um but i at the same time i you know there's a lot of movies that have come out in italy some fine productions and some less fine productions yeah I'm 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 sure like china uh there's probably people in italy that have just seen these movies using a vpn yeah, and but I mean, ten thousand movies that have been forced to cut things. I'm sure that's to varying levels, but I'm mm-hmm. I'd imagine there are things that would play well if they, you know, like to celebrate. Oh, the end of censorship. We're all gonna watch Cannibal Holocaust. You yeah, know, they're like, we're finally getting the Snyder cut. Oh yeah, the oh, Snyder cut. <laughs> I got oh, bad news for you, Italians. Problems. Speaking of HBO Max movies. Hmm. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong came out last weekend. Yes, last weekend. Um, it, it had the best opening box office uh, of any movie during the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. probably because it's had the most theaters open. At least domestic box office is what I'm looking at. Um, $32 million weekend. Uh, and day and date, it's made $48.5 million. Um, oh, now, I think like these numbers are very round. Um like it's just it's like it's just thirty two point two million. There's no like plus one dollar or something. So I think yeah. it's like self reported by Warner Brothers. So it might mm-hmm. not be like perfectly accurate. Um, but still, you know, I'm not surprised. It uh, according to Box Office Mojo, opened up in three thousand sixty four theaters. So I mean, that's like a normal size wide release, right? That's like how like that's how big movies normally open in in the U S. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting, you know. It's it's like kind of the only major release that we've had i guess tenet but like not as many theaters were open when tenet came out mm-hmm. yeah but um, we did not make it much as a splash mm-hmm. yeah so uh you know it, it's uh it's a good selling movie maybe this is a sign that the the move the moving pictures are back uh the talkies are back uh no, the I, I also saw this movie uh i saw this movie on hbo max because it's also there uh for the month um oh fuck is it yeah, it is. It's only there until April 31st, and then you got to watch it on some other, uh, you know, online service that may or may not be legal. Um, I see. <laughs> it, it's good. I like it. I, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I still think of all these monster movies, I haven't seen Kong Skull Island yet, uh, the one with Sam Jackson and Tom Hiddleston, uh, mm-hmm. but I've seen the two Godzillas. I'd say I still like the first Godzilla the best it's got i think it has like actually like a good plot and cool characters like the humans in it are actually kind of cool the second one is bonkers um i i like it just because i like the monsters but like it's it's very stupid at times with its plot wait have you guys seen stranger things season three i haven't watched any stranger things okay i actually watched quite a few episodes of uh, season two but it doesn't really matter because i'm not gonna watch the whole thing anyway uh millie bobby brown at one point like sneaks into some facility 
uh, with, like, her friend, and then they just, like, accidentally get, like, cargo transported to China. Um, that happens in this movie. But no, no, it's a good movie. The fights are good. Godzilla vs. Kong, it's not too long. It's, like, under two, or it's, like, maybe just two hours, but uh, it doesn't feel, uh, like, dragged out at any point. They, they keep the focus on the monsters, which is what they should do, because humans are dumb and uh they can't fight monsters they, are cool yeah exactly humans the humans can't fight the monsters so i'm glad that they've they've stopped trying at this point it's not like humans trying to take down godzilla it's just godzilla and kong having a bit of a a tussle it's good yeah. i like this is kong big kong's ginormous uh i didn't I see kong skull island he grew up a little bit yeah i mean i think like he was probably pretty big in skull island Definitely, like, bigger than he ever has been in any of the talkies, uh, and maybe the silenties. Um, I don't know if he was in any of those, but... Nah. Wait, that's in the movie that we saw today. They talk about, oh, you can be King Kong, 40-story yeah. building. Uh, but Kong no, he's fucking like massive. He's, like, yeah. almost as big as Godzilla. It's weird. But, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. hey, I don't know if you've seen the Japanese Godzilla versus King Kong I have not. Where it's just it's just two guys in suits, so they are the same size. But <laughs> it's that's that's a bad movie. <laughs> okay. I think that one's also on HBO Max, though. I think I was looking and like, so oh, you know, you could accidentally yeah, watch, watch the wrong can, one. But yeah. Well, what'd you say, Ari? Question. I have a question for you, Wes. Please. If is there any point in watching the other movies or having any order to it? If I watch this one, will it ruin the other ones a little bit? No, 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 no. There's like, okay. there's like some callbacks to the monsters that have been in the other ones, but like, I mean, it spoils that that Godzilla doesn't die in the second one. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But I got that from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There's, there's like, there's like barely any repeat characters between the movies, and like the monsters are all different. So yeah, you could pretty much watch any of these movies alone, and I like that. I've really, I actually I like, like as a whole, I really like these Warner Brothers movies, and I think I heard that. They don't have they would they like don't have the like, rights to Godzilla for any more movies. They'd have to buy it again. Um, I hope they do because this these movies are good. You uh, saying that cinematic universes can be made where it's not a necessity to see every single film what? and it's actually even good to just watch the movie if you feel like it. Mm-hmm, yeah, and you can go four movies in and just have a single crossover that just has two characters. It doesn't need to be Batman v Superman where it has. Again, everybody in the second movie, which is just Batman v Superman. Well, speaking of movies with two characters, immediately after we watched the Suicide Squad trailer, another The Suicide Squad trailer came out. Yeah. We don't really have to talk about this that much. I just think it's worth saying, is this trailer better? Worse? Yeah. It's different. This one feels like it's trying to be more serious, The whereas the first one was kind of more comedic. I mean, this one's got jokes, but like... It seems like this one's kind of going for a bit more somber, darker tone. Um, I guess, I'm guessing maybe there was some backlash to the first trailer because, I mean, like, I think I talked about, like, I didn't think it looked that good, but also it's a trailer. I think people got to wait. But the people that were like, release the gun cut! I don't think this trailer, though, the new one, is going to give them any more faith in, like, oh, this is the gun cut. It's, like, a lot of the same theme, a lot of the same scenes. What do they want from Suicide Squad? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's wacky and goofy and that's the point i like the first trailer i like this one too not as much because of how serious it was mm-hmm. but like i mean you gotta understand the point of this film it has polka dot man in it yeah and king shark whatever yeah i did appreciate no no i didn't never mind 
I didn't. It's not a better trailer. I just, I just love King Shark. You know, I just wish yeah. this movie was just all King Shark. I think that they're really killing it, and it's Sylvester Stallone. I learned that recently. He's oh, really? The, he's the voice. Yeah. So That's then, sick. who's Taika Waititi? Who's it gonna be? I don't think we know yet. Yeah, I don't think we know yet. What if it's the starfish? What if the starfish? What's the, what if it like, is the starfish? Yo, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't. But like, be. I don't. I don't know if we know who plays Weasel yet. Like the the Weasel. Nah, it's uh, it's James Gunn's brother. He does the voice too. I know he does the mocap for it. I'm sure he does the voice. Well, I, I don't know. I just know he does the mocap for Rocket, but he doesn't do the voice for him. So does does the uh, does the Weasel even talk? Isn't it just a Weasel? I don't know actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. Yeah, bro, we're going to uncharted territory, at least for me. I don't know many of these characters. Yeah. Weasel. Uh, Weasel. Um, Weasel. Weasel was a man. Weasel. A lonely student at Stanford University. Um, people called him Weasel because they didn't like him. He became a bitter murderer decades later. Oh my then god. Then he murdered some students, and then he became a weasel. Oh. That's a hell of a, <laughs> okay. hell of a backstory. Hell of an origin story, wow. <laughs> I don't know, it seems like he might not even be a weasel in, in the comics. He's just a man? Yeah, no, he just wears a costume. Oh, he just a interesting. Mer- All right. Interesting. <laughs> nice. Right. Well, Are we done with movie news? I think, I think so. so. There's some right. news about the fifth Indiana Jones, but we won't talk it's about it. It's being directed by James Mangold, I learned recently. Yes, of it Logan is. Fame. It's being composed by John Williams. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it as some big role. Um, it's going to come out eventually. Oh, you excited at all? Uh, I don't know. Not really. Wait, I have a question. Does it have Harrison Ford? It does have Harrison Ford, yes. Does it also have another Indiana Jones? Well, or there no? was some talk a long time ago that Chris Pratt would be yeah, I, Indiana Yeah, uh, that's Jones. what I'm thinking of. I heard about that. I, I mean... I guess people don't like Shia LaBeouf anymore, but I, I do think he's actually good in that movie, but no one else agrees with me, so I don't know. What can you do? Can't they, why, don't they just, why don't they just reboot it? Just no more Harrison Ford, just a new guy. Like well, Mad why Max. don't they just not? Or yeah, well, or just not, or just do Uncharted movie. But I, I was mean. gonna say how insulting to re to remake this series while Harrison Ford is alive and well, but they made the Solo movie, so nothing is okay, sacred. Guys, hear me out. Also, it. like he can't be. I Tom mean, like he Holland, can't be. Indiana Jones. What? That's just a, that's just the Uncharted movie. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, Let him, it's me. Tom Indiana Holland everywhere. It's me. <laughs> they already made they already made Adventures of Young Indiana Jones though. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. They don't need Tom Holland to do it. No, they're going to Tom Holland's going to cre- creep into every big franchise. Oh no. He's going to be like Do we have like who who's a young Star Wars person we don't have? Bosk. <laughs> young Bosk. <laughs> Oh. Alright, so uh, there's some non-movie news oh, is that, that is so? big. Really? Yeah, like, for example, two major deaths. Oh, DMX and Prince Philip? Yep. I'd argue him. DMX is movie news. He was in some movies. Was he? Yeah, he was his an song, his, his song was in Deadpool? I've seen, I've seen yeah. him in more movies than I have heard his songs, I think. <laughs> Prince Philip is not an actor. We can't even pretend that's a thing. Yeah. 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 So rest in peace, both those lads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 
now it's time for Manka time, I think. Manka time. Manka time. Yeah, that's Manka. you, Ari. That's all you. Yeah, but not before an ad read. Alright, so this episode is brought to you by Masterlock. If you ever need some security, go to masterlock.com and get master locks on your master locks because that is how master lock works. If you ever need a door locked, master lock. If you ever want anything else locked, that's master locked. If you ever want a cubby locked, that's Ooh, master locked. Lock, cubby. lock, 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 lock. Huh? <laughs> so for 50% off your master locks, go to masterlocks.com forward slash postpone. Nice. Uh, can you even name another lock brand? Schlag. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know okay. what I'm talking about? The S-C-H-L-A-G. Yeah, no, I I couldn't. I was, I was just glad Wes said that. Yeah. yeah. You can um, cut that ad read. I don't know. What, I, I had, I had an idea, but I forgot what I was going to do for it. <laughs> no, do you fine, think, do you think on the master lock website, when you make an account, the password has to be a combination lock and you have to like actually drag it <laughs> on the screen? <laughs> That would That'd be, be great. <laughs> yeah. If you could pick it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, if, if you make it, like, actually, like, a physical thing, I don't know, that sounds hard to hack. It's probably not, yeah. but, you know. I mean... Make! Maybe. Make! 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 Monkey! Make. Monk! You okay, should have recommended so I... this been, like, we're watching Monkey. Make. <laughs> One Monkey. Make a whip. Okay, so Herman this J. Monkey is a wits. Netflix film that is about the production of Citizen Kane. Sorry, the, the writing, writing yeah. of Citizen Kane. And I watched this, like, right after we recorded last. Okay. So that's just, that's over a week ago. I, well, I watched it last night, so. I also hey. watched it last night. So you guys might have a clearer memory of it. However, Maybe. the short synopsis is that Mank, which is Herman J. Mankiewicz, is writing a writing Citizen Kane for Orson Welles and RKO. I thought you were gonna say and R. Kelly, and I was like, "Whoa, there!" And a little Ari, bit I don't of know. his past, <laughs> and a little bit of his exploring of the industry. All right, so oh yes, my opinion, or why I recommended it. Yeah, it was on Netflix, and it's nominated for Best Picture. Bingo, bingo, bongo. But why did you choose this and not Trial of the Chicago Seven, Ari? It's because I already saw it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Why also, didn't you choose the father? Because this, I, st- I remember this name on more of the lists we talk about the other episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a David Fincher. We've done. It, we've it done is. Them it is. It's got like ten nominations, I think. It's got a good. It's got the most of the movies that have been nominated. Yeah, this guy's got a lot of nominations. I'm sure I'll watch uh, Trial of Chicago Seven soon. Uh huh. So I will start off with my opinion about this film. All right. I liked it. I, I did like it. I really liked it. Um, hey, I didn't love it. I don't think, uh-huh. but um, it was it was it was really cool. It was like it was nostalgic in a way that I I didn't watch. I watched a few old films growing up, but not as much as a lot of uh, most other people probably. For example, Chloe probably both of you two. But it was it was a cool, it was a cool clash of new tech, new acting, and you know old styles, which I thought was really cool. There was a lot of really interesting commentary on uh, social issues. There, I learned a lot about filmmaking, or at least uh, 
the film, of course, the filmmaking of Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. And the jumping around wasn't too hard to get. It was pretty easy for me to follow. And overall, yeah, the performances I liked. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was happy with it. That sounds like you liked a movie, Ari. I liked I liked the movie. I liked the music, too. I it worry about I you sometimes like. because Wes and I are out here recommending some weird shit. And it's, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it's nice to have a movie that, that Ari can say, you know what, that was a film that I enjoyed watching. Yeah. Uh -huh. Fun fact, you have not given a movie a green rating since before Twilight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is supposedly the first movie you can say you've liked since Twilight. Wow. Well, since Twilight Eclipse, which you gave a green rating, but, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I do like this. There you go. Who would you like to talk about the film? I gave Mang. Fully Cooley a green rating, I thought. That's not a movie. Oh, uh, that's, that's true. That, yeah, that's not a movie. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I thought this is a film. Yes, it was a film. We talked <laughs> yes, about it on Film Podcast. this is a film, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, next, uh, uh, Wesley. What's up, guys? Um, <laughs> yo, I had trouble with I had trouble with this one, boys. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. I I did not like this movie. Don't be capping. With it me. wasn't it's bad. Right. It it definitely wasn't bad. I didn't think it was bad at any point. I just don't know like why this movie exists. I don't really know like what the point of any of the story was. Like it's like. It's about the making, the writing of Citizen Kane, but it's more really just about like him and socialism and William Randolph Hearst just talking. Um, hey, Frank Merriam is in there too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know who Frank Merriam is. He's the guy who runs against Upton Sinclair. Yeah, is that him? I like Frank Merriam. Frank Merriam's a dog. He won in the end, but yeah. Uh, oh, is he good? So you're just you're just choosing him because that's the popular opinion. Okay. Um, no, I. <laughs> We'll not get into that. Uh, Look, there's a joke where they where they talk about how people are mixing up Upton Sinclair and Sinclair Lewis, and I did that on my A-Push exam, um, so... Yeah, okay, I thought about that. I was like, when, when Wes hears that Upton Sinclair's in this, he's gonna be like, fuck. Yeah, no, I, I literally thought that he was the guy who wrote The Jungle when I was yeah. watching this, and then I was like, wait, no, that's not him. Or it wait, is, what? I don't know. We'll never no, know. No, he Upton Sinclair wrote Upton the Upton Sinclair is, but he on his AP oh, test fuck. said that Sinclair yeah. Lewis wrote the jungle. Oh. I just I just remember I mixed them I up. I was so scared that I got that <laughs> all fucked up because I was I, I never mind. But yeah, um I'd say probably the only thing I liked about this movie was I thought the music was pretty good. Um Didn't you like the performances? No. Oh. I mean like I didn't dislike them, but nothing about this movie stood out to me. I don't like all the all the flashback stuff just felt kind of just random and haphazard. Like, I'm sure there's, there's like, a, a message or a theme or a, there's a method to the madness of the screenplay, but I just don't really understand why this exists. Um, it was just boring for me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Noted. Shall I go next, then? Yeah. You may. All right. I figured I'd go into this movie and say, hey... That was a film that was okay, you know. Um, I I went into it and I saw a film that I said, oh, I liked that. That was fun. I enjoyed watching that. I thought this was a good movie. Uh, Wes pointed out my biggest problem with it is that I don't really know what the point is, but I don't think movies need to have a point. Sometimes you just want to watch a film, and I thought this was a fun film. Um, I... Again, I was on NyQuil last night, I had a headache, so maybe 
maybe I was just tripping. But I thought it was it was flowing fast enough for me to enjoy it. I loved the going back and forth between locations. I'm like, hey, they're doing the thing they do in Citizen Kane. That's fun. That's a fun idea. I thought the movie looked very, very good. I, I for one, thought the performances were pretty good. Like, Gary Oldman is just good in most things that he's in. I thought Amanda Seyfried was, like, great in this. Um, and I was kind of surprised by how much I liked her in this, because I don't really know what she was doing. Um, I don't know if she was she acting that much. for this. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it just, I enjoyed watching it, you know. Um, it is very opinionated. Um, there's a bit more debate as to whether, how much Orson Welles contributed to the script. This movie takes a very anti-Welles approach, which the movie's allowed to do. I just don't agree with it. But... I think oh. that no, I'm I'm of the opinion he had more to do with the script, but it is definitely Mankiewicz's script. I just don't think it's fair to say, you know, Wells he had nothing to do with it because he yeah. he did he did have something to do with it. Um, but we we've talked about this idea before of like the Avengers style. Hey, look at all these people I know. I think we talked about it with Waterloo. Where if you were a big Waterloo fan and like all these generals show up, it's like that's the guy. I know that guy. Yeah. There's this scene at Hearst Castle where they're all sitting around talking when they first bring up the election, and they're just name dropping people. I'm like, this is the most fun I've had watching a movie in in a while. Really? Because I felt like I knew what was happening. I had you know? no idea who any of those people were. When they're talking about Upton Sinclair Hitler, Upton and, Sinclair, and, like and the two he's going on about FDR, like, there's a point in the beginning where Orson okay. Welles says, yeah. I'm on the set of Heart of Darkness. I'm like, that's the movie he was trying to make before Citizen Kane. It's, it's hard to say a movie's good because it has factoids in it, mm -hmm. but it was fun to watch because of those factoids, you know? I know who Frank Merriam is. I thought it was wild when suddenly Bill Nye shows up as Upton Sinclair. Oh my god. That was him? Yeah, okay. That was I Bill was watching, Nye. I was watching it and Chloe's like, yo, was that Bill Nye? I didn't want to rewind it to check. <laughs> that was, Bill Nye is Upton Sinclair for some reason. <laughs> like, all these characters are just getting name-dropped and showing up. And I, I was having fun with it, you know? Um, but of course it has its problems. Mainly, I don't understand the point. And also, even though I liked the flashing back and forth and I thought that made it more interesting to watch, there's not really a reason to do that. And I think maybe the movie would have worked better if it... I mean, it's it, an homage to the Citizen Kane, right? it, it is an homage and it keeps it moving um, yeah. a lot more than just doing it in order would. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of motivation near the end, at least, of when the flashbacks happen. It kind of just is intercutting scenes without any reason to what do you mean, bro? Them. It's because the parable of the the donkey mule or whatever. Yeah, I know. There's, there's like some setup and payoff stuff that's like, oh, okay, sure. Organ minders, organ grinders monkey? Yeah, yeah organ yeah. grinders monkey. Um, I didn't understand that at all. It's just saying that he tells you to work, you work. Or he tells you, he tells you to play, you play, or whatever. He's saying, ah, the organ grinders monkey thinks he's the only one providing for the master, but really the master's the one in control. It's like, alright, yeah. William... Go, go to your rest bed now. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I think that was a very long-winded way of saying I enjoyed this yeah. movie. More than I thought I would. We'll see. I still have to watch the other nominees. This is the only one I've seen so far, I think. But, I mean, it's my pick of the one I've seen. So, yep. 
Yeah. There you go. We'll see. We'll see if the father is the greatest film ever made. So it, That's not nominated it, for it, best it, picture, is it? I thought that was just best actor. No, it is nominated for best picture. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So a movie was good in two of our minds. So well, a movie <laughs> is good in Wes's mind. It's just not this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I've seen good movies. Yeah. I'm for. I meant for like. <laughs> Upcup this last year uh, for ponies hypothetically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, deeper synopsis. So uh, your boy Herman Mankiewicz is making is writing the screenplay for Orson Welles, the director Orson Welles, not the Massachusetts businessman Orson Welles, <laughs> not the spider Orson Welles, and not the creator on Mars Orson Welles, the director, mm-hmm. and um. Those, it jumps back in time between kind of him and his relationship with the movie industry and also specifically William Randolph Hearst. Hearst. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps jumping back to the present where he's actually writing it. First off, struggling, of course, because he has a broken leg. And, uh, of course, he's got a big alcohol addiction. He's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually he gets it done and he fights with Orison Well. Uh, for writer's credit at the very end because he thinks it's the best thing he's ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the main, like, the the current storyline. However, it keeps flashing back to the past where he is with MGM and Mayer, and there's a whole, like, tight-knit group between, like, Irving Thalberg, Mayer, and uh, William Randolph Hearst and his mm-hmm. lover... Who has a thing? What's what's her name? Miriam Davies. Miriam Davies. Davies. Wait, she's his who lover. Is... Yeah. Why does she call him Pops? Uh, I don't know. I was, I was so confused. Wait. It's, it's, yeah, it's a sugar daddy. Oh, because he's an old man. Oh, so he she's not his daughter. No, no, no. Because no, didn't no, his no. daughter like join a cult? Yes. Okay, but, but that's, that's not, not explored her. in this movie. That's that's okay. that's a whole thing. No. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Oh, wow. Okay, you I like. What? No, I think that the 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 cult one is. You're thinking of. I think it's his granddaughter, and she was kidnapped. But she's the Stockholm syndrome. Oh, right, girl. right, right. Yeah. She's the one they created Stockholm syndrome for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? they invented a syndrome just for her. Wow. Yeah. Imagine yeah, if they, they just hadn't invented well, it for her, then she wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, she yeah, would have been yeah. fine. <laughs> Them wealthy people <laughs> getting all the new syndrome. symptoms made just for them syndromes. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh. So. They're they they are all very anti-communist, and by that. That means they're extremely conservative. I think in this movie is the is the is the message that they're sending. And yeah, I think so. They, they all donate to an, the grand old party. Yep, and then. Because there's a big Californian election between Upton Sinclair, played by Bill Nye, for some reason, the one time we see him, and Makes Frank no Merriam. Yeah. <laughs> um, MGM, through the funding of William Randolph Hearst, is playing propaganda films. And this contributes to Upton Sinclair's losing the election and Frank Merriam winning. And the director of... I think it was the director of those films... Is the one who ends up killing himself because out of regret. Mm-hmm. And yeah, should it should have taken the gun? I don't know, man. I kind of saw that one coming. I was like, bro, just yeah. take the gun too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
William Randolph Hearst lo- uh, really likes Ming because of how witty he is, even though they are very different ideologically. Mm-hmm. And um, even though uh, Mank is becoming m- more and more distant from William Randolph Hearst, he still like uh, Hearst still likes him around. And at the end, it's revealed that uh, he was Mank was on his payroll, and it was uh, Hearst that was paying a lot of his uh, a lot of his wages, I guess, mm-hmm. or monies he gets. And it's it kind of comes into like this weird climax. Where Mank uh, drunkenly comes to a party and scares him away and vomits on the floor and talks about how shitty William Randolph Hearst is to his face. And mm-hmm. then there's a whole monkey parable thing that happens. Funny monkey. And of course, this keeps cutting back and forth to Orson Welles and uh, his relationship with him in the future. His kind and of beautiful goatee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, yeah, their relationship's not really explored, but that's the time period. And then at the end. They Orson Welles and uh, Mankiewicz get in a huge fight about uh, what him getting credit, a uh, screen credit, because the contract said that Mankiewicz didn't get screen credit, but he wanted it at the end. And flash forward two years later, they win jointly at the Academy Awards for best uh, screenplay, original mm-hmm. screenplay. And flash a little bit more forward, you hear them talking shit on each other about it. Interesting. And that's the it movie. Plays- actual audio of orson welles for his ending yeah um, and then it just plays then... gary oldman for his yeah well are they, is that a direct quote on the last one i assume it might be i don't know i'm sure it is it sounds funny so maybe but that's yeah, hollywood that's, baby. that's hollywood i i think that covered most of the movie yeah i yeah, think so that covered the whole movie really mm-hmm. okay okay that, let me just say though thing. that like i I feel like the emphasis... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I came into this movie under false pretenses, but I thought the emphasis was on the writing of this script, and yet it's like very little is in the future... And nothing happens in the future part, at least in my opinion. It's all, The movie's all about the flashbacks. Like, for, for all I know, the future part doesn't even need to be there. Like, it could just be there at the beginning to set the stage, and then it could just be all flashbacks. It could, but like, I mean... <sighs> It's hard to fault the movie for that because the movie the movie isn't the marketing, you know? Like, even the yeah. name is just Mank. It's not Mank, the writing of Citizen Kane. You no, know? I know, it's but me- I just mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know why the future parts exist because, to me, they didn't really add anything. Yeah, well, in the future, that's where the whole, like, dilemma where he's getting visited by all these people telling him, yo, don't release this because mm-hmm. they, you don't want to do it because Hearst is too powerful. And he gets, yeah. like, three different visits of, like, different uh, perspectives on, like, why he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his brother, maybe... Miriam, and the producer. Maybe it's because I know that this movie came out, <laughs> and I've seen it, and it does <laughs> shit on William Randolph Hearst, that, like, maybe I just, maybe that's why I didn't care. But, yeah, I don't know. I just found myself, I mean, not really caring about any of the movie, but especially the, the future parts. Felt, I felt like that, to me, didn't add a ton. Well, wouldn't those be the present parts and the rest? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. The present parts, yes. yes. What are you doing, Wesley? Yeah, I know. I'm getting all my timelines mixed up. Yeah, I think the past parts they're kind of very differently, like temporally spaced, and they have a lot of different vibes. So I feel like it's fair jumping between. Mm -hmm. I feel like that doesn't take away from the flow because if you just said, "Oh, I'm gonna write this movie," then did all the past, and then jump back to the future. 
No, yeah, no, I feel agree. more that, disjointed. Yeah, that, that that would that probably wouldn't work either. I just I don't know. I, I just wish they would have made it more interesting. Maybe you know, maybe they realized that it was the the actual writing part wasn't that interesting, and so they were like, oh, well, like well, how do you? Well, of course, how it was visually <laughs> show someone writing. He has a broken leg in a fucking room, and he just writes for a week. Yeah, I'm trying to think of That's movies it. that have done it. What what are what are other movies about writing screenplays? Adaptation. Argo. Argo. Adaptation. Adaptation. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real i'm talking about real life uh his so. girl friday is about writing a news article okay anyway i um, mean the thing is like it's writing it's isn't an exciting thing it's like yeah would you write a like it's like making a movie about someone writing an essay like the well, maybe you just shouldn't inter- then. there is the procrastination episode of spongebob which that's is... what i was th- yeah, that yeah. was good <laughs> yeah no uh, you can't but, um that. yeah but the thing is, the important part of the writing is the experience and what he's drawing upon, you know, where he's getting his inspiration from, and that's why it keeps going And I going think the, the movie yeah. tries its best to do that. I think there could be better ways. I don't know what those ways would be, but there are probably better ways of showing, like, oh, I'm writing, and then just showing the thing he's writing about. I think the movie did the easiest thing it could do, and it, it works for the most part. It's just, like, at the end when he's doing his little drunken tirade, right, that's cut in with him just asking for his name on the thing, I guess. Like, I don't really know what the reason, the motivation for the cuts to the past are, really, you know? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I guess I guess in that one it's showing, like, oh, you know, William Randolph Hearst screwed me over. I want my name on the thing about how shit he is, you know? Mm-hmm. But Especially after that monkey parable. The, the problem is, like... <laughs> Citizen Kane is about a a good person who becomes shit, right? So is he saying like William Randolph Hearst, you asshole, but you were a sweetie once upon a time? I think you so because like, he says he says like, oh, they thought that you were gonna lead to the the workers' revolution in America, but then you became one of them. You either die a hero or you live yep, long to see yourself yep, become. Yep. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking I was thinking also that the monkey parable is the equivalent of William Randolph Hearst saying that he drinks his milkshake. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe I your milkshake. Um, I was. Gonna... I like it in black and white. Oh, I really do. You do. I think it looks pretty. I don't see why, in any way it would how it would detract from the film. I mean, you can't use color as themes or elements to display emotion, but I mean, it, it's it's an aesthetic, and I like it's it's a pretty movie. Yeah, without I, I thought it. the lighting was good. You know, that's what like that's why people like Susan Kane, right? The lighting, so they they did oh lighting God. in this one. Too. Yeah. Like, there's there's a scene in Citizen Kane, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is... I I know Ari is not a big fan of this is, movie, but is it I... the projection I, room scene? The projection room yeah. scene is so fucking that, good. That one, that one looks pretty cool. I need to watch this movie again, it's been years. The, the whole too. The whole movie felt like the projection room scene. Like, there's just smoke everywhere. I love when, when, uh, when he first shows up at Hearst Castle, and he's talking to Marion Davies... And every single person in the scene is smoking, and there's also the car going by, so it's kicking up mm-hmm. dust and the horses. Mm-hmm. It's so much smoke everywhere. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is insane, you know. I thought it it looked good. I wouldn't be shocked if this one cinematography. Who knows? Okay, maybe... but wait, 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 wait a second though. What about the adding in the things when you have to change the film in the upper corner and the like the the white flash frame thing? I don't know, man. Little pretentious, um, if, if you ask me. Well, the first time it happened, I liked it, because I thought, I almost thought he was doing a Fight Club nod, when, because the first time I noticed it, 
it was <laughs> a, so, a character says something about changing the reel, and he he oh, mentions really? a cue, yeah, and I then immediately that. after he says that one appeared, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a Fight Club thing. But then it happens throughout the movie. He I'm just like, does it like every twenty. Is this a? Well, I didn't. I, didn't, I don't know what those or... are. I think it's it, that signals when you're supposed to switch the film reel, right? Wait, so like someone has to go and physically change them, and like it takes a few seconds. Someone, yeah. well, it would take a few seconds, or someone can like. There's a Reloaded? way to like thread it through so that you get the timing right. It, it's. I mean, yeah. I'm not and a projectionist, so I don't for, really know. The, the dot is, that a, is so you is can. Is that a thing? A projectionist? Yeah. Well, I mean, at some point it was. I'm sure there's not now. There's probably just a guy that sits there next to a computer to make sure it doesn't catch on fire. But um, the you'd find the frame with the dot, and then the other, the start of the next reel would have, you know, a frame with the dot. You'd line up the two frames, you know. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think, but I, obviously that has no purpose in a digital movie, so they were added in. Well, and also the fact that, like, that it... it... I feel like it would make more sense if this movie looked like it was in, like, the, the resolution of, like, an old film, but it isn't. Like, this is, like, 4K, and so it just seems yeah. weird to see that It's, there. like, shot on a red camera or something. Um, it is a little strange to see. I mean, black and white 4K is always going to look odd, but... I love it. Yeah. I it's a cool, yeah, no, it's I a cool mash of future and, like, of present and past. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, this That's how the world was, also, gritty, you know. You know? The yeah, world was in black and white. So. FDR invented <laughs> color, apparently. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. speaking of retro things that I think may be a little pretentious, uh-huh. I wasn't a huge fan of like the hallucination scene in this. I get what he's doing. It's it's you know it's Hitchcock. It's probably Orson Welles does similar things in his movies. Um, it's like oh, the thing from yes. Vertigo. Uh, I know. And it's also kind of like Metropolis. You know when she's dancing and all the eyes pop up. I wasn't a huge fan though. I thought like. It, I don't know. It just felt it just um, felt like he's just copying what these other movies did. You know what I'm talking about, Ari? Do you know? I think so. Okay, I forget when it happens. I think he's like drunk or something. But he is drunk. There's something that happens. Um, I think it's at. I think it reminded me of um, <laughs> Metropolis. Yeah, it's very similar to that. I think because it has got like all the different picture pictures. I, I'm pretty sure there's a bit that's a little bit like that editing wise in Lady from Shanghai, so it might be like an Orson Welles type thing. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know if if he's doing homage to Orson Welles because he doesn't seem to like him in this movie. So it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just mean like you know, come up, come up with a, come up with a your own original hallucination thing. That's what I'm saying. I, I liked it. I think it's a, it just it just remind it just added to reminding me of like mm-hmm. how movies were made back not how they were made but what they were mm-hmm. like back then. You know. Yeah. Like, what was cool, what was innovative, you know? Yeah. It's just a little spark in my mind, like, oh, yeah. Like, you wouldn't see that nowadays. That's true. And, that's that's, true. and this is the only time you can put it in mm-hmm. there, really, I guess. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, something... Movie. Yeah, I will say something, though, about that scene is that they did do one modern thing, and it's, like, there's one, like, frame where the frame, like, stretches and, like, like and yeah. compresses that I don't think that's, that would be able to be done back then. So that was interesting. Yeah. I wonder um, if this movie was nominated for editing. Um, it wasn't. So yeah, I don't know. I I did notice the stretch. I thought that was that was a little odd, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it I don't think it has to commit fully to one or and the other. That's that's so little. It's not. It's like yeah. a tiny percent of just that scene, let alone the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. What you were saying earlier, though, about like how you just rec- you you recognize these names and you're like, oh, that's my yeah. boy. 
I felt I was getting like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood vibes, kind of like that. Yeah. That seems to be a lot of the appeal of that movie too. Is like the 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 backyard party scene when it's like, oh, that's that's Roman Polanski and that's Steve McQueen and it's like, yeah. I don't but know. But at least to at me, least with that movie, there are people alive who would have nostalgia for those things. This is entirely relying on people who <laughs> like history. the history well, of the film. Mo- yeah. it- it's not exactly to that level of, you know, they're all obscure and they talk about a million people. I don't know, there's a, occasionally someone will show up and it's like, it's Clark Gable, everyone, you know? Like, yeah, but like, briefly in a scene and... Yeah, but like, it's it's just like a random character in a movie that they give a name to, that's fine. But the, like, yeah. the most of the conversation is about, like, Hitler, like those are the most of the ones, and mainly yeah. Upton St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And up. I know a lot of people probably don't know who Upton Sinclair is. Did they have... Was there, what like... Who knew about concentration camps in the 1930s? Yeah, I, I, yeah he, I don't know. Let alone, like, a Hollywood screenwriter, you know? I'm well, it's because sure. they got the FDR well, guy. Well, it was like a that. rumor thing. I don't think he was taking it seriously. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, know he doesn't know what they are. Like, someone literally says, what's a concentration yeah. camp? But, like, I don't even know if... First off... That's not a German term, so I don't know when that word got applied. But that was an interesting thing to bring up. And I don't really know what was going on there. Um, it's just, it's so weird to, like... I love that conversation, because, like... Really? It's so weird to think about when it's happening. Like, what people are thinking about it. Like, whether or not we should jump in. Like, they're making fun of Hitler as, like, a normal politician who's, like, bad. Yeah. And it's just really weird. Oh, that's silly Hitler. Have you seen... Uh, I'll send you this afterward. When when Hitler... There's a big propaganda documentary called Triumph of the Will that Hitler had commissioned. And when that came out, British Pathé just released, like, a shitpost version. Like, they took scenes from the movie and sped them up and put them over, like, clockwork doll music. So it's, like, Hitler's soldiers marching to, like, a little doll tune... I think it might be the first YouTube poop ever made. Like wow. it's it's brilliant. That sounds amazing. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so that's I and brilliant. like that's the that's the thought people had. It's just like oh we don't like this guy. Let's make fun of him. But yeah. it wasn't like oh shit we gotta do something about this yet. You know mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. hadn't got into that point. So I don't I you know this is a time period I'm interested in. I don't really like the 30s that much, but I like that era. I, I guess overall. <laughs> no, I mean it was very depressing. Um, uh-huh. But, but he yeah, had the bank greatly reopening or something. That's what happened. Yeah, when he said FDR reopening the bank, it's like FDR's the one that closed the banks. What are you on about, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the historical aspects of it, you know? And obviously, the movie shouldn't expect you to know who any of these people are. You know, like, Frank Miriam is not a common name. I would argue even I don't Upton know Sinclair. Not, like, we yeah, might I, only I know no Upton Sinclair who, because of A-Push. Did you Frank know? Merriam write the dictionary yes. or something? I don't know, man. <laughs> Frank Merriam and Daniel Webster? Was it them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, that's a funny joke, but like, how many average people know who these people no, are? No, I don't even know who Daniel Webster is. I just know he's a guy. Like, oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> He was part of the Great Triumvirate. I don't think Daniel Webster has anything to... Noah Webster is the dictionary guy. Is Noah, that Yeah, Noah Webster was a... I think he was a founding father, technically. I think he was in, he was in that circle. Oh, shit, really? Well, you know, sure. I, think, I think 
it you know it's not the only thing but we've uh we've reached probably one of the main reasons i don't like this i don't really uh-huh. care much for history so and that's like a lot of what this movie is so what do you mean what do you, what, what do you mean much what do for I mean? history oh i don't i don't i don't like history wes is a man of the future you know he he likes yeah, the now i don't like dwelling on the past and also because american history is white history uh no it's black but... and white history ah <laughs> uh, yes of course <laughs> no but like um it's stories and a lot of stories are interesting. Like, I don't understand how you say you don't like history, especially because it's just like any other movie, except you... Because I just think... Afterwards, you can I'm, know like, facts, or like, a lot of times it's very narrative, and a lot of it's not true, but still. It's just... It, it doesn't... It adds more novelty. It doesn't... It's a inter- movie with novelty. It doesn't interest me because uh, there were just a lot of bad things that happened uh, in history, so... Yeah, there are bad and there's a lot of bad. Th- now, you need though, bad things yes, to happen in a movie. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. It's also just like I. I care more about you know looking to the the future. Just that's just like a general thing. I don't. I don't see a lot of point to to looking in the past, other than you know if, if you don't study history, it's bound to repeat itself. So um, look, yeah. even as a man majoring in history and potentially, I'm thinking about doing grad school for it. I I I can understand someone not caring for it the same way that I don't give a shit about any STEM thing. It's like, this has no relevance to me and I don't mm-hmm. care about it. So I just have no interest in it. But I, I think that a movie that takes history as a story, I think, you know, like Lawrence of Arabia, I would never want to live in the desert in the 1910s. Yeah. But I, I enjoy that story because it's got characters associated with it, you know, if, yeah. as Wes says, he doesn't really care for the movie, he's not going to care for the characters in it. So what is he attaching himself to? Nothing, probably. That's, that like, makes sense to me. In terms of bad things happening, yeah, this is a sad time because it's in the Great Depression. However, Godzilla is <laughs> mowing down cities. No, I'm talking about, like, it. how... how things tend to get more progressive as time goes on. Like, this movie is, like, it's it's all white people, which, like, that's how it was at the time. But it's, like, to me, like, that just isn't something that is super interesting to me. Um, then, well, I mean, at least the movie... I know I'm half white. Don't cancel me, everyone. Oh, uh, y- y- you've really let down the Welsh. There's, there's one black guy in this movie, but he, he drives the bus. There are two. There's another one that carries some suitcases. Oh, of course, of course, yes. So, yeah. Uh, let, let me ask this change of subject slightly the writing like i liked the wittiness of it i thought it was it was good yeah yeah it's good it's like you know i i just i struggled to see if this is actually how people talked back then because like when they're in like a party just like shouting to each other across the room like is this how parties were back then like um, maybe because imagine you live where there's no internet or anything, and you're with a bunch of people, all they do is read books and try to outwit each other. Have you, like, <laughs> the, the guy maybe, from Citizen they've Kane? Just been, they've just been, like, saving up zingers. They're like, Sorry, oh. no, no, sorry. The guy from, um, Picture of Dorian Gray, what was his name? Oh, he was just aggressively witty all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, that's uh, how Lord, I imagine, Lord like, a lot of people right? who Henry. probably would be annoying yeah. to me back in the day would have been. Uh, but, like, I imagine that was a big thing. Like, oh, maybe. this is how you prove your intelligence to other people. You be <laughs> extra you witty. I said it was annoying because I was watching that scene and, like, damn, I could have had so many singers. <laughs> yeah. But, like, 
it'd be exhausting for that to be all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, and but like also, you know, the movie's got to be a movie. Um, True. I'm sure that if it was a boring conversation, it, it makes probably sense if it it's more. the occasional character. Like I'm sure Herman Mankiewicz, you know, he wrote the script. There's some singers in Citizen Kane. I'm sure he is a witty person. You know. Mm-hmm. Is every single person able to pull out like their fucking Ricky Gervais? I don't know. Yeah, but... this is this is the world according to Aaron Sorkin. Uh... Yeah, it makes the movie more. F- I was thinking that it was. I I forgot that it wasn't the Aaron Sorkin film that was nominated this year because there's the moment where Louis Mayer says "Walk with me" and he's walking towards the camera. I'm like, did Aaron Sorkin write this too? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, his his dad wrote it. Uh. David Fincher's dad wrote okay. it. Okay, yeah, I saw that it was A. Fincher. Yeah. And he, he died in 2003. He wrote this in the 90s. So oh. this is another film that was just written forever ago and it took a long time to get done. So good good for him for pulling out the old script, you know. I, I don't know how much it was changed from the original. I I wish that David Fincher's dad wrote more movies because I liked how, how witty this was. I don't know why I just did a little dance there. That was very strange, but... <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, had he written anything like that got made when um, he was alive? Let's find or was out. Was just like a he, hobby screenwriter. Um, it doesn't seem that he was. He wrote. Um. He wrote part of the script that eventually became the Aviator. He was writing really? a Howard Hughes script that got merged into Aviator. Um, let's see if IMDb lists him for anything else. Nah, this is his only produced script. Wow, crazy. Yeah, and it's good. It's it's a good script. That probably explains why it's more... Because it doesn't really feel like a David Fincher film, which was something I noticed. And, like, that's not a problem. That's just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. this is not Fight Club at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how similar it is to, like, Gone Girl or whatever. No, um, It's not a thriller. So it immediately as far is as not I can a tell, it was directed Fincher. well. However, yeah, I think so. Uh, I well, I think it's also because it seems like it's trying to imitate the aesthetics of Citizen Kane. Yeah, uh, I'm just so saying. Ari, less... Ari says he doesn't like Citizen Kane, but then likes the movie that is just Citizen Kane. Like, and I a different script. Do like Citizen Kane, but I don't like this movie. So. Yeah. Well, I it's fine. Citizen Kane's fine. It's it's good. It's great, but it's just not very entertaining. Uh-huh. <laughs> I won't go down that rabbit hole. Hey, hey, hey. I haven't seen it I'm in a sure while. Maybe I hate it now. <laughs> I might like it more if I watch it again, because I don't remember it that much. I just remember it not being very entertaining. I am in the minority of people who will watch Citizen Kane for fun, as a fun movie. There are a lot of people who are just like, ah, it's a film school movie. You watch it to study it. I think it is a legitimately entertaining movie, though. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he's like, well, I, I think, think it would I be fun to run a newspaper, I'm like, oh, shit, here he goes. He's gonna run the newspaper? Like, uh mm-hmm. oh. I love that movie. I feel like there are a lot of people like you, though, in that regard, at least. No, I hope not. <laughs> it's a very also, sad existence. Yeah. Also, I noticed uh, we're talking about callbacks to Citizen Kane. They did uh-huh. the snow globe thing, but it was with, like, a bottle of the... They did. The, yeah, the, it was funny. The NyQuil. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Ari? When he drops it. Yeah, he drops it. Yeah. He drops it's, it. It's just, yeah, it's the same thing. Good job, Ted out of ten. <laughs> when uh, when Orson Welles picks up the thing and throws it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's just like Citizen Kane. And he goes, that's how my movie will end. I'm like, oh, okay, I see. You were just yeah. you were doing the thing. It's yeah. Exactly like it. Yes, that's what uh, he needs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one thing I was confused about mm-hmm. is the reason he can't have alcohol 
of course because he's writing and he's an alcoholic but also yeah like it's gone and like he's freaking out because he's asleep so is it because of the antibiotics he's on or what wait no that's not alcohol that first thing in the crate that's just like a a nyquil yeah like sedative yeah the alcohol only comes later when he sneaks it in it's i think the initial why are they sneaking in the sedative no, they're singing in the alcohol. The se- well, I think they're probably they might be singing in the set of two. It's because Orson Welles doesn't want him to be drinking. Yeah, which oh, is funny uh, coming from Orson yeah, Welles. Yeah, yeah, famous <laughs> alcoholic. Uh, I guess he Orson wasn't Welles. he wasn't quite there yet. Uh-huh. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same french excellence back to the movie music was good it's, it's would retro. you say uh original score worthy or what uh i'd say maybe nomination worthy i mean i haven't seen many of the of the noms. you gotta see soul to see what the I, yeah best, I, I, best I, I actually do gotta, I actually do gotta see soul but no tenet tenet obviously takes the cake for me this one uh-huh. it's good you know it's the first time i've heard uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross not do a synth heavy thing, so um, that's true. Good for them, because yeah, so, or, or like when... or or a Nine Inch Nails heavy metal or yeah, mm. industrial rock kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, uh, they actually have range, which is cool. Yeah, it's a it's a solid score. I liked it, and I think a lot of, it helped a lot to create the sort of flow that I was liking in the movie of like the ah yes things are happening here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I like the upbeat, like... Yeah, they get a lot of big band stuff during the parties, which is cool, so I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, there's... I don't know if you've seen the soundtrack list on Wikipedia. There's 66 pieces in this film. It's a long-ass really? set Really? And they're all original, right? Or are there, like, stuff from the era? Um, it seems like... I mean, I'm not seeing anything that says it was written by anyone else. There might be, like, the occasional piece of music. Um, oh my god. Because of COVID, each member of the orchestra recorded their sections for the score from home. So this is someone has assembled... That's crazy. ...a ton of different... That, okay, okay. I'm so impressed that this works because of that. Because that sounds that like a nightmare. Can yeah. you imagine yeah. having to edit that? I have trouble with three lines, you know, uh-huh. of, of sound. Wow, That's yeah, wild. they got it. They got to give the sound mixing guy an award for this. Right. And they got rid of that award. No. Oh, oh wait, it's back it's just to just best, being best sound. It's best sound now. Oh, best sounds just be a single sound. Like you have to pick one sound from the movie, yeah. and you're like, this is like Rated. the Godzilla uh, atomic breath. <laughs> like this is the sound. Oh my god, there's yeah. an extended version of the score that runs three hours and has 87 tracks. It's longer than the movie. But the official soundtrack is is an hour and a half. That's wild. I don't, I, maybe I, maybe I, the hey. songs were longer and they just cut them down. Like they, He was just like, write a song and then I'll use it and it'll seem diegetic because I'm cutting it down. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh my god, apparently the drunk, the drunk scene had a hundred takes. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, it was... Oh, is David Fincher one of those, like... Well, it's David yeah. Fincher, yeah. He's the guy who, who delete... Or, I think you he talked dele- about this, right? He, he deleted, deleted the... the take. Yeah. Oh, I think you told me about this, yeah. We tell the story, though. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jake who Gyllenhaal. Was it? it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Gyllenhaal. Was like, no, you don't understand. That was the greatest take I've ever done. And David Fincher just walks up and deletes it. And he's yeah. like, all right, now do it again. 
Because he's like, <laughs> I just dog. I want a second take just to be safe. Yeah. yeah. David Fincher, famous perfectionist. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That can be annoying, I assume. Yeah, I I mean, look, if nothing else, it is a very very technically confident film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like, that's why I said that like it's I. I can't call it a bad movie. I just didn't enjoy it, but it's not bad at all. Yeah, I think, you know, if... Sorry, I got distracted by the siren. I was oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> nah, uh, it's been pretty it's good morning. today, actually, but until now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if um, if nothing else, I think this movie does deserve to... Like, costumes, I, I don't know what else has been nominated. I feel like this, yeah. They wear costumes, they have a set, they have music in this movie these things might deserve to win you know um i feel like costumes i never noticed because if you're doing a good job hypothetically i wouldn't notice i'm just immersed okay so it says that uh the producer eric roth reportedly polished the script prior to filming david fincher says he felt early drafts were too anti-wells so if this is not even it's a pretty anti-wells movie yeah. It's very anti When asked about the controversy surrounding the author th- authorship, which was started, there's a woman named um, Pauline Kane, Pauline Kale. She wrote a she wrote an article at some point alleging that Wells like wrote absolutely none of it. She's a, there's a whole thing around her. She's an interesting. Uh, uh, she's basically female Armand White in a lot of ways. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so it seems that that play, that article she wrote was like kind of involved in the writing of this. Um, Fincher stated his movie does not aim to settle the issue. He said, it was not my interest to make a movie about a posthumous credit arbitration. I was interested in making a movie about a man who agreed to not take any credit and then changed his mind. That was interesting to me. And you know what? I agree, David Fincher. That was interesting to me. It wasn't interesting to Wesley. It was interesting to Ari. Yep. Was it interesting to you, viewer? Let us know down in the comments below what you thought of Hank. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, do we have anything me. else to say? Or no? Um, I, I watched I the tra- so. I, I watched the trailer after I saw it, and um, I don't know. It's like a retro's trailer, which is kind of cool, I guess. How does but... the trailer make uh, make the story look, though? Like what? What is the focus of the trailer? Does it seem like it is about the writing or what? I'm not really sure. They just say Mink like 20 times in the trailer. Oh, yeah. They're like, <laughs> it, it, no, literally, like it's a super cut of people being like Mink, 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 and then it's like Gary Oldman is Mink. Like, have you, have you seen the Citizen Kane trailer? I don't think I have. There is no footage from. It's like a. It's like those Alfred Hitchcock trailers. Oh it's yeah. It's just going around the set. It's like, hi, I'm Joseph Cotton, and I'm here to talk about the film Citizen Kane. It's great. I love that. Bring, bring back that. those days. That's what I'm saying. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Orson Welles. I'm speaking for the Mercury Theater, and what follows is supposed to advertise our first motion picture. Citizen Kane is the title, and we hope it can correctly be called a coming attraction. It's certainly coming, coming to this theater. Yeah, this is such a missed opportunity to be like, hello, I'm Gary Oldsman, and I play Herman J. Mankiewicz, yeah. you know? <laughs> they, could even, they could even fake it a bit and have him be drunk, like, have him be, like, fake drunk when he's saying that also. Yeah, like, uh, like the, the Thin Man trailer, where it's the Thin Man talking to himself from a different movie, and he's like, ah, I'm a California gentleman now. Wait, really? Did I, did I not make you guys watch the Thin Man trailer? No. Yo, that no. sounds amazing. The Thin, the Thin Man trailer 
is William Powell talking to himself from a different movie about how he is now playing the thin man. <laughs> Thick Charles, what are you doing up there? Impersonating a book cover? Shh. I'm working on a case. I've become a California gentleman. I never heard of such a thing. What are you doing here in New York? That's amazing. It's, I love that. It's so good. <laughs> it sounds so odd. I miss the I miss like trailers that have nothing to do with the movie. They should they should do <laughs> uh-huh, those now. Uh huh. Please. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what they should do for the third Suicide Squad. Wasn't the Spinal Tap one about cheese? Uh, I'm sure Spinal Tap has some wild yeah. trailers. Yeah, Monty Python probably has some weird ones too. Like De- Deadpool has marketing that's interesting. Like I'm uh, people do it oh, occasionally. Yeah. I just think the next Suicide Squad trailer should be John Cena doing an Instagram live, just like talking <laughs> to everyone in character. Yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> everyone needs to be in character i'd love that or just everyone like shits on a picture of jared leto joker <laughs> take just for two minutes <laughs> like just takes like jared a huge leto. dump yeah jared leto in in snyder cut makeup walks uh-huh. in and is just like ah no one's gonna notice me <laughs> he's so bad in that mood i don't know if you've seen this ari wes sent me something from snyder he sent cut. me a clip from the snyder cut where the Joker says we live in a society. It's such a terrible scene. And all of the comments are like, this scene really makes the movie. I mean, yeah, they're like, they're like, all... no, because it's a deleted scene. Or, uh-huh. yeah, it's like oh. a few lines they cut out. And they're like, man, if they had left that in, this would have this made him this so much more movie. fleshed out as a character. He's he's playing like a, like a Norwegian death metal lead singer. <laughs> like, he looks disgusting in this movie. I hate uh-huh. it. How terrible. I haven't seen that... Uh... Yeah, I haven't seen that movie Good. or Good. that representation of his Jared Joker. Yeah, I was, you don't need to. I was going to watch Snyder Cut till you sent me that. And I'm like, <laughs> if this is the whole movie for three hours, I can't handle this. Like, it's it bad. Kinda is. It kind of oh, is. Oh, damn. Except more slow motion. Mm-hmm. Well, lads. How, well, well, lads. Um, I believe that yeah. brings us to... Do we have questions? I, I'm glad you asked because we actually do. Um, hey. I went I went on the Reddit hey. and and we do have a question from JMD8. Uh, so thank you oh. for that. Uh, hey, he yes. says inspired by this article, uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the guys with the article is uh, mm-hmm. because it's actually pretty funny. Um, uh, inspired by this article, what's a question about a movie you like that no one has ever asked? Okay, so for the example, the article is Godzilla versus King Kong, whose poops would be bigger? Uh, and it's, it's quite, it's a, it's a mental floss article, which, yeah, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. They do I mean, funny stuff, I think. I mean, surely but... God, King Kong eats more, doesn't he? I've never seen Godzilla eat anything. I'm um, sure King Kong's just going around taking big old bunches of bananas. Well, so, I think that, uh, the, the, the rules that they gave this, uh, versus fight is that they have a whole day to poop, uh, and, like, so it's whoever poops the most in the day. And they said that uh, that King Kong would because it has he has a higher metabol- metabolic rate uh, and also some other uh, reasons. I guess yeah, as uh, a mammal he would yeah. Yeah, and yeah. also that also that Godzilla doesn't poop as often. Yeah, as King Kong. So what? What is that canon? King Kong should just throw that? his shits at Godzilla. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't read the whole article, but this is pretty extensive. Anyway, back to the original question. Um, you know, is is there is there a question that no one has asked? Oh, I'm about to start thinking. Yeah, yeah I that's know. a hard Put my one. My Duncan cap on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm immediately jumping to the Lego Movie. I'm trying to think if there there are so many fun things in that movie. 
Um, some things no one's ever asked me about the Lego movie is, hey, Nick, sit down. Will you show me every Easter egg in the Lego movie? And I'll be like, well, sure. Come on and we'll watch the whole thing. And I'll point at I, tiny details. I've got a question that I'm sure some people have asked. And, um, like, you know, but... Uh, and I know Nick hasn't seen this movie, but in Alito Battle Angel, because I did watch it again recently because I do really like that movie. Why um, does no one question her eyes? <laughs> well, no, that makes sense. She's, gets cut, she's a cyborg from Mars, you know, so... No, but people don't know that from the, the get-go. Oh, yeah, no, Mars. I mean, you're right, yeah. Uh, I agree about that. Um, but no, I was saying, how does motorball work? Because is it a race <laughs> or is it, like, a sport? Uh, because I don't know what's going on, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like roller derby, but with a ball and yeah, and you can is there, kill is there, people. Is there, there's a hoop, isn't there? There, there is. Okay, well, there's a hoop when they scrimmage, but like when she plays in the arena, they never score, like because they're just trying to kill her. So I don't actually know what's going on there. Yeah, it's a good point. Mm -hmm. Mine would be okay. So these questions, too many people have asked. However, it's the same vibe, and it's anything to do with the logistics of the Cars movies. Yeah, okay. Right? What do you mean? Like, there like military are military there... vehicles, so there was a World War II in Cars. How, yeah. how do planes work? Because cars just go inside of them. Yeah. Like... How, why are the pigeons? That's the thing that annoys me, is bugs and birds in this universe are cars, which makes no sense, because in Wait, real really? life, they are? humans... Yeah, like, like, okay. If a boat has eyes, it's been so eyes, long since I've also haven't seen Cars two or Cars three, so I don't know the lore. Yeah, in in Cars two, they go to Italy, and there are some birds that are just little tiny cars, and then in the first one, there are a couple bugs that are just Volkswagen beetles. Okay, which that is makes a funny joke. Yeah, it's I funny, guess. but that makes no sense. But that's like <laughs> in the real world, that's like fairies. Like if there was just a smaller human that was a bug. You know? Yeah. Wait. So everything is a car. Every living thing is a car. Every, yeah, oh no, well, every thing is how a car is born. Like, what is Frank? How? What is Frank? Because Frank doesn't speak. Remember Frank, Frank, the big, the compound harvester that chases them in the oh, field? He's like an what animal. What is that? Yeah, they tip tractors or tractors cows. Why aren't tractors people? Yeah, they're people? cows. You know, it makes it's like why? Okay, so there is a there is there is a car pope. Does that mean there's a car god? There's a car religion? Was there a car cir um? Was it car called crucifixion? Crucifixion, yeah. And also, how are cars born? Because cars have mothers. They do? Just don't even get me started. How do cars, I don't cars think get about repaired? That. Is that like surgery? What's going on there, you know? Very yeah, strange. There's so many elements to this. Anyways, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> that, that was a good answer. Um, that could merit a whole discussion of its own, really. Of yeah, just asking can. questions with and zero answers. Yeah. Um, Alright, is that all we have for questions? or? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I'm, Actually, I'm sure. I say I'm, that. I'm, I literally have no idea. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, yeah. In terms of questions, yeah. I'm just thinking of in terms of questions to come up with for this question. No. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's probably some better ones. Uh, uh, look, the only but, one I yeah. can think of off the top of my head is in Indiana Jones. Obviously, I very much like this movie. In Raiders, near the end, Indiana Jones like attaches himself to a submarine. How the fuck does he not die? Like, Does the submarine not go underwater or... Like how does oh, he yes. how does he make it from the submarine to the base? I don't really know what's going on there. Okay, so in a hot lead, when oh, the no. car leaves, <laughs> why does it come back? Okay, when the van <laughs> does like an eighteen point turn in two seconds, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Yeah, that one. That uh, one. <laughs> like why does firing a gun in a clearly populated area not raise any eyebrows? 
That's from the review. Yeah. Um, the real question is why in that movie the guard in the backyard that West that Can't Ari knocks see. out is carrying a tripod instead of a gun. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Luke and not being able to find us in the plants. <laughs> oh, that's another good question, yeah. Oh, but man. I guess, uh, whose poops would be bigger, Jabba the Hutt or the 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 Jewish Watto from Phantom <laughs> I mean Jabba, probably, right? Maybe. Like, maybe. But maybe you know sucks. Watto, he's a he's a shitty guy, so maybe Watto flies, and I feel like flying would use more calories than sitting around. That like is a true. Slug. Flying does expound a lot of energy. So I feel like Jabba's would be bigger, but Watto might be able to accumulate more in a set period of time. Mm-hmm. How does what are we doing? Space roulette work? What's that? Is it the same? The, the space games, the fucking the casino and the bad movie. Yeah, the I Star don't know. Wars movie. Why does why does freeing one horse? mean that the rebellion was worth it to <laughs> yeah <laughs> but sacrificing one guy to stop the empire is not worth it oh my god that was the worst thing ever here's a question yeah, why was this movie me- made <laughs> here's yeah. a question that we asked long ago can you just hyperspace through anything because why don't they just destroy planets when they hyperspace jump uh, i mean there, uh, there's reasons but i think those were broken yeah because if yeah. they can just hyperspace through a ship and destroy it, aren't they not just destroying, like, planets whenever they hyperspace through them? Well, like... Wesley, don't you remember in the ninth movie, that was the Holdo maneuver, and that's a one-in-a-million chance. I mean, that... Oh. You can't Wait, so what? That. If it doesn't work, they've just they've just jumped, like, five feet forward, and they're like, oh, oops, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> let's try know. it again. Let's try it a million more times until it works. I don't oh, know. Oh, there are space gas stations, because apparently they need fuel now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we talking about Star Wars? <laughs> I know, uh, yeah. Shall, shall we do the ending? We shall. Sure. All right. Lads, it's my episode again. Yay, Listen, Nick gets I'm to back. talk for two hours straight. I get to talk for two hours straight. I get to do a little, little bit of a film school. This is the third episode of Nick's Film School. Guys, I, I'm excited for this one because we've come to... Probably my favorite new wave of film. Um, Are these all going to be new waves? Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. Is well, oh, I thought these were just all movements, but they're all new waves. They, okay. I okay. have gone with new waves just because I thought it would make more sense to have five new waves instead. Because most of them are called new wave. Okay. But if I had just one that was like Italian neorealism, it's like, oh, what? You know? <laughs> uh-huh. So there, I have gone with just new waves. Okay. Um, specifically, I've gone for, um, uh, you know, we've done the Australian New Wave, we've done the French New Wave. Now, this one, this one's probably the shortest. I think this might be the single shortest stretch of time for a New Wave of anything that I'm covering, because a lot of these are like a decades-long movements. This one, I think, can be summed up in eight years-ish. Um, I have decided to do the Czech Czechoslovak New Wave, as it is officially called, but I just call it the Czech New Wave, because of the 20 movies that I've seen for this, wow. one is in the Slovak language and the rest are all Czech. So it really is just the Czech Slovak new wave. Like that. Um, but the thing with this one is, is there's a lot of real short movies for this. A lot of them are 80 to 90 so minutes. So I'm recommending all of them. <laughs> um, I'm recommending two of them. 
because oh. I've picked... There's one that is very, very stylistic and one that is a lot less stylistic. And I wanted you to be able to see both because I feel like just picking the really, the really solid one wouldn't really convey to you what the wave is. It's like mm -hmm. when I picked Contempt for the new wave. Right. Like, I probably could have picked a more new wavey movie. Um, so what mm -hmm. I've done here is I've picked the most new wavy movie and then also the movie that I think is the best overall to come out of the movement. Okay. Um, a lot of, a lot, even though this was a very short period of time, a lot of these won best foreign film and a lot of them were contenders for the Palme d'Or. Like, this is a stretch of films that I, in my opinion, are very good. So the two movies I have picked, the one that I think you should watch first is a film called Daisies by Vera Chitlova. Now, if I was bad with the French names, this is going to be a whole, a whole other thing. Because there are little accent marks over every letter in these names. Uh -huh. um, you're going to watch Daisies. Daisies is the wild one. Just know, I also think it's wild. So you can think whatever you want to think about this movie. This is isn't the one. It's not gross. Neither of these are gross. Don't worry. Um, then, the actual movie that, that I, I really want to talk about is Closely Watched Trains. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. Nope. It's by Train, Jerry I've heard Menzel. of Train Spotting, though. Uh, this is a man who train <laughs> spots, I suppose. Um, I think this is a very good movie, and I'm excited to talk about it. Closely Watched Trains. Um, I believe one best picture, or best oh. foreign picture, I mean. Um, yeah, um, those are your two what movies. What is train spotting? It's a Danny Boyle film about, like, guys who do drugs. Yeah, that's a movie. Oh. We'll do I that as an action. Point. No, never mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a sex position. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the train from North by Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, that's all we have time for on this episode of Postponed. Go ahead and watch those Czech movies if you want to join us for the next episode of Nick's Film School. If you liked this episode, go ahead and rate whatever the highest possible rating you can give on your preferred podcast. I did like blah, blah, blah. episode. That's the viewer. And me. Yeah, if you liked this episode, go ahead and rate it on your preferred podcast listening platform. Go ahead and check out our subreddit where you can ask us questions and you can leave us recommendations. You can also go to our YouTube channel, which exists and is called Pwn. It's on YouTube and it's in the description. Check out our wiki. It's, it's one of the top 10 things that shows up when you search Pwn on YouTube, so. That's true. It's, it's fucking Pwnhub has stolen our Yeah, our what fire. is up with that, bro? Uh, also go to our Instagram. We probably have a Twitter. Bye. <laughs>